Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We're through part one of Seven Eves by Neil Stevenson. Through part one. It's not quite a third of the way through, but it was a good stopping point. So that's what we're that's what we're up to. Pretty good. I wanna mm. say Well, actually, let's let's do a little warm-up first. Yeah, this is gonna be related to the book, but only tangentially, Luke. My question okay. for you is if you're gonna get sent up in one of these like plastic zorbs where you have to like be all alone in space doing like mm-hmm. maintenance on this spaceship what and you get you get allowance for one video game to bring with you what game are you bringing up there this is like assuming that you have like a TV and a yeah 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 you've got like you a need to play the video game yeah you can play it okay okay but they're not just giving you like a Pokemon Yellow version cartridge and being like you can just look at it <laughs> um I feel like I'm gonna go with something that's like you know a massively multiplayer that's something that you can just like sink hours into mm-hmm. it sounds like we're getting back to runescape is what you're saying not runescape not runescape one of those games like i haven't played it but like i feel like that uh elder scrolls online game mm. is probably fun and also just like has so much that you can do in it and i feel like that's what i would need because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's nothing else that you're doing on your off hours right 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 and like my initial thought on this was something like minecraft that just has like unlimited stuff you can do and like no Mm -hmm. real objective my problem with that though is that like you're already up there building a bunch of stuff so i feel i feel that where you're like you want to be doing something that's a little bit mindless um And I'm trying to decide if it would be cool or the opposite of cool to bring like Mass Effect or like a space video game up there that's like a sci-fi thing. Because on the one hand, you could be like, oh, I'm like Commander Shepard up here saving the galaxy. And on the other hand, you could be like, oh, wow, this is way worse than what Commander Shepard is up to. I feel like I wouldn't want I wouldn't want a space game. Because I, I, I'm up there, or I'm playing these video games to escape. For, so I feel like I want the exact opposite. <laughs> you want, like, uh, Age of Empires or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just no technology of any kind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's probably maybe, a better go. Or maybe a VR game. The only thing is you probably be tough to do VR in... In, in zero g but like give me a give me a game a vr game where i'm like you know able to do things that you can't do in your little bubble up here like magic like like vr skyrim or something yeah that could be very cool i imagine a vr like swimming simulator could be pretty good in zero g mm, that would be great that'd be great love a love a swimming simulator we all spend do. hours No, I think there's I think there's tons of options. Um I do think you go video game. Yeah, you don't want a book. Who reads books so anymore? How many times seriously, books are the worst. Um <laughs> Speaking of which, 
Uh, we did we did get a post on our subreddit uh, asking us about Bloodline, which is the new Cradle book that is coming out, I believe, like April 6th. Mm, around there, yeah, early April. Somewhere around there. We Okay, we are going to do it. We're going right. to do Bloodline. But Will, Will, we're already doing this book, okay? You can't release your book two weeks out and expect us to be able to stop what we're doing and cover it, okay? I know. I know. It's really inconsiderate. Yeah, it's pretty like, We already decided to do Seven Eves. We already announced yeah. it and everything, and then you're going to undercut us by a Bloodline release two weeks from then. So... <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we're going to finish Seven Eves, and then we'll cover Bloodline. And then we'll cover Bloodline. Be a, get, get excited. Get excited. So there, love Cradle. There will be some time for the dust to settle. We'll be coming in with those hot second takes. You know, the first takes are all garbage when you read a book. Right. But when you've had some time to let it sit, let it simmer a little bit, we're going to get the good stuff coming up. This is going to be tough again because we're going to be coming in like a like a week or two after everyone's already digested it and so the things that everyone already like has gone over and figured out we're gonna be have not figured out right so yet again on cradle we're probably gonna be well behind but that's fine it's where we want to be right right we're not trying to be reactionary here okay right center and chorus um okay but for today seven eves uh, we're through through part one. I just want to say that this book was written, I checked, it was written in 2015. And it's so interesting to think how different this book would be if it had been written in 2021. This this is my first note, I think, the point that you're trying to make here. What's the difference? What's the big difference, I think? No one, no one is believing that the earth is... <laughs> blowing up no one's believing you <laughs> this is my very first note for this whole book is that i just love how optimistic it is i know i love how optimistic it is that people would trust and listen to the scientists who were like hey we're in really big trouble right now it's so wild how like i i get it i get why it was written this way and a year and a half ago I would have been like, yeah, totally, of course. But uh, <laughs> I don't we're know. all jaded now. I think 2015 I, was the last year where I would have been like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that's true. I don't think that's we've true. returned to uh, a trusting scientists in a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how many people would believe this. Because it's also like such a if we're just taking like today i don't want to talk about the pandemic too much but no like that's much more like obvious right so i feel like this the what's it called the white sky or something yeah is much more much more theoretical something that people can't like really understand unless they are already like mathematicians or astronomers I will say their case is kind of bolstered by the fact that the moon has actually fractured and people can just like look up and see it every day. And there's like giant meteors rocketing down to the earth like once a week. Right. Granted, (laughs) granted, 
a lot of people died from the coronavirus and are still dying. And you would think that that would be enough evidence for us to to realize that it's real. But, uh, you know, maybe we need a big rock to hit us in the head before we decide something maybe. is real. Maybe. I think so. The, okay, the, the, the one other thing about how different this would be is so so the president yes in this there's a there's a note here that she was on the short list to be vice president for both political parties that's <laughs> ridiculous to hear <laughs> this was like this reminds me of when people were speculating that joe biden would pick a republican as his vice presidential candidate do you remember this it was like I a do. week it was like a week where people were like, I don't know, Joe is really moderate. Maybe he's going to pick a Republican. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Let's Absurd. get real. So optimistic. I, I I kind of love that about this book, of how optimistic it is. It is. It actually is. Like, not just that. I have a couple of notes later. Yeah. It does seem really optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty surprising based on the subject matter right but um but i like it it's actually nice i kind of i kind of like that it's optimistic you know it, it's kind of i feel like it jumps back and forth like i i feel like kind of it's subtly optimistic mm-hmm. but overtly pessimistic if that makes any sense like the overt pessimism is like, yeah, it's not actually going to work. It's just to like keep everyone from going crazy. Right. But I th- I think that there's some little underlying things that's like, yeah, humans can be kind of cool. Right. The fact that everyone thinks that we have this cool project we're all working on together and it works where everyone isn't freaking out. Pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think... For sure, and there's also the like pessimism layer aspect of it, where you have like a bunch of billionaires who have decided they're just gonna fix all the problems, and our government can't. Um, that to me seems pessimistic, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the overall tone is optimistic. The underlying current behind all this is optimistic, and this is a book where the moon explodes. It's wild. I do wonder if we're going to get an explanation for why the moon explodes. I think it's not going to happen for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like the immediate problems are way bigger than figuring out why the moon exploded. However, if it happened once and you don't know why, it I mean, it feel like you should be a little worried about it just happening again. Like with like with the earth, like with the earth or the sun. I don't know mm-hmm. all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. I get that I mean, they have. Okay, so I, I think that you're right that this is the least of their worries. Yes, right now, but it's got to be in the back of your mind. Yeah, right? like, but why why did that guy blow up? <laughs> I know it's not the most important thing right now. But why do, why is he breaking up a little bit? the president the president has another meeting that she goes to where it's like hey what has north korea been up to can we check can we double check what north korea has been up to recently because why did the moon blow up i know we only have two years but like this is important like please check on this 
It's also interesting to me that, and I let me start this by saying I have no knowledge of like the the science and technical details behind this but it's interesting to me that we didn't go uh what's that movie like armageddon or something like that Mm. where they go and like and they blow it up yeah like it's i'm surprised that we don't try to push the shards out i was also surprised by that like it seems like if we can make a net to cover a big comet can we just get everybody knitting for a little while Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like people are very good at knitting we've been doing it for a long time you've got everybody where they have nothing better to do with their time literally nothing better to do with their time let's make a moon scarf (laughs) better yet dan i've been hearing since elementary school that spider webs are really strong and have not seen any use for it this seems perfect we need to all right here's what we do we get everybody on Earth to go find a spider and have them explain to the spider that if they don't start working on a big web immediately, everyone's going to die. Right. Get Everyone gets a spider buddy. We, we need to have allies here. And our greatest ally in this fight are spiders. Mm-hmm. We've been enemies for a long time, frankly. But this is what's going to unite us. Mm-hmm. The moon. Two enemies coming together. Great story. Mm, outstanding story. Not the story we got. We got a space story. Which, speaking of that, Luke, I, I get it that this is a story about space. Like, the author clearly was like, I want to write a story about space and going to space and space problems. And I like that and I'm here for it. But if we're having a real hard rain scenario, if this is really happening... We're not going to space. Like, you think you think we're tunneling? We're tunneling. Are you kidding me? Mm. How we have two options here. We could either tunnel or go to space. And we call in the space guy and he's like, "Oh, we should for sure go to space." Me as the president, I'm like, "Hey, we're really good at tunneling, guys. We've been tunneling for like hundreds of years. Let's make a big tunnel." Mm. And Mm -hmm. here's the other thing. Okay, you got all these problems, right, that you have to solve. Where if all the air gets burned away and we don't have any air? Guess what? There's already no air in space. Just take the thing that you were going to send to space and bury it. (laughs) Why are we building rockets? Okay, that's fair. The the thing that I was going to say is that for the for the space thing, you know, they have like plants and everything generating oxygen, and then you need sunlight for that. But I f- I'm assuming that there's a workaround. I also know that like almost all of our energy just comes from heat, and apparently we're getting a lot of it. <laughs> it's gonna get really some, hot. Some steam turbines are gonna be running twenty four seven down down in my bunker right well and even if the even if it wasn't really hot upstairs the earth makes its own heat keep digging you're we're gonna be fine dig a bunch of holes maybe there's maybe there's maybe there's two right mm-hmm. there's the big the big important one that everyone's talking about about space and then there's like 
there's like the other billionaire, right? Like we've got we've got Sean Probst or whatever his uh-huh. name is doing his thing. The other billionaire is like, space is never going to work. I'm going to dig a hole. And yeah, I think that's happening. Yeah, I think I think it just doesn't sound cool enough. Like mm. it's much harder to sell people on turning into mole people than it right. is turning into Star Wars. That's true. And like if the whole point, like if nobody thinks that this is actually going to work, way cooler to be like we're going to space than to be like we're gonna dig underground and just chill in caves like Gollum for 10,000 years right the other crazy okay and this solves so many problems that it starts to get a little bit infuriating that they didn't just start (laughs) digging big tunnels uh again I understand that we want to go to space this book wants to happen in space so we gotta go to space but like you don't have to worry about the gravity thing. You don't have to make two, like, spinning yo-yo things out in space because we're just on Earth. There's just gravity. We're fine. We're also really good at turning electricity into light. We're really good at that. So it doesn't even have to be dark under there. And there's so many resources. There are there are a lot of resources. Plus, the thing about this is they're going to be under there for I don't like 10,000 years, I think is something like what he mm-hmm. said. I got to think if we're down there, there's not much to do. We're working on our we're working on our like heat heat uh repellent technology. Mm, we're getting out of there before. <laughs> You're thinking, you're thinking eventually we get up to SPF 5000 and we're like, I think we could go back up. Right. Like just slather it on maybe every once an hour or so. Yeah. And you're You're fine. You get a nice light show. Get a little tan. Ooh. You can't do that in space. Just the 10,000 years thing is with our current technology. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're so right, Luke. What are we doing? Okay, this is what this is the deal. This is the deal. I think there is a coalition of countries that heard about this plan and they were like, you stupid idiots. You have like flown too close to the sun and you you've decided you're going to go to space just because you can go to space. You're going to go to space. Meanwhile, the government of like all of the Latin American countries, which we don't hear about at any point in this book, it's like we get the US, Europe, China, India, and Russia and Japan. And it's like, oh, all these countries are going to space. Literally every other country is like, I'm digging a hole. You guys can go die. The other thing about this, which you could say like, well, then why are they sending two people to be in this space station? Of course you're going to send you're two. It's only two. Meanwhile, I'm mm-hmm. building a tunnel for like half of my population. Mm-hmm. So like I can sure. send two because if it works, great. I've got two up there that I can be like, hey, how's how are things going up there? Oh, not good. OK, cool. We'll stay down here. We're going to keep chilling. Sorry. Yeah. So there's some like big tunnels happening in Brazil and Mexico. Mm-hmm. For sure. And we're just not hearing about it because we're hearing about the sexy space stuff. Yeah, the the sexy space stuff is very sexy. Getting really technical. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I have noticed that in this book is there's a lot of detail about what this stuff actually looks like. <laughs> and I'm sure that that's really cool. Yeah. For I... like the space, the space guy people. <laughs> they know saying... a lot about the space. You're saying you're not as into the, the descriptions of these really interesting space things? I'm not like not into them. I just don't know what they are. Which is fine. It's building up a little a little air of mystery for me, right? Mm, it's a little bit of magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's so true. That's so true. Like how these these engineer guys really making things happen. <laughs> Tell me about this high five that happens with these with these arc arc things. Hmm. Seemed good. Speaking of mystery, sort of related to something we've talked about, about the optimism of this book, this would not stay secret. Like, in this book, they learn that the Earth is going to be destroyed in two years and everyone's going to die, and all of the world leaders get together and nobody hears about it. Uh, until they make the big announcement and like a very small group of people know about it at this point. As soon as one person heard about this and posted it on Reddit, like it's over. You're not, you're, this is not a secret for longer than like 10 minutes. Right. I, this could apply to a couple things as well. Mm -hmm. Like this could apply to the, the optimism (laughs) about it working. Right, there's for sure there's for sure a unpopular opinions subreddit post that's like, yeah, this shit is not going to work and here's why. So like it's also imagine again, this was written in 2015. Imagine the world leaders in 2016 trying to do this. I don't know. I don't know why you chose that specific year. <laughs> Or anything. Um, Imagine the world leaders in the years 2016 to 2020 doing this thing. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Um, Again, this is just me. This is just me appreciating the optimism in this book, you know? Yeah, it's really nice. It's good to see. It's good to see. It looks laughable when we look back on it. Um, But, you know, we were were in a different spot. (laughs) back then it's true it's a different time it was a different time very very different time (laughs) i will say we don't get a ton of the details but the politics on the ground must be so insane (laughs) i think for all of those people who are still engaged with it yes Because I imagine there's a lot of people who are just like, this doesn't really matter that much. I don't care. Mm. I don't Mm. care. I'm done. I'm going to go out in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly matters very little, I assume. But I bet it's wild for... Well, not just like the politics, but we get kind of hints of the like scrutiny that our main characters are under Mm -hmm. that is not that they don't seem to like really acknowledge a ton right like ivy who's the leader there's occasional little little notes here 
about how thousands of comments online or whatever like talk shit about everything that she does and yeah it must be wild to like just have that but like not actually be interacting with any of them Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah i think it would definitely be wild to think about that's a lot of pressure right Mm -hmm. it's a lot of pressure but at the same time it's not a lot of pressure because like on the one hand yeah, there's a lot of people who are really invested in what you're doing and, and how you're doing. But on the other hand, which Dinah points out, they're going to die pretty soon, actually. Right. So it doesn't even really matter if they all think you did a bad job because they're they're going to be around for very long. So, yeah, kind of a lot of pressure, but also kind of not. It's also mm-hmm. interesting to think about where the power comes from anymore like the the most obvious one that we see is the president like the president can still order things to to get done and it seems like they're considering replacing ivy as the commander but also if everyone up there is just like we're not gonna do that so no what are they gonna do are they gonna be like well we're gonna blow your ship out of the air if you don't and it's like okay Or if they're just like, yeah, okay, sure, he's the commander. And then once the hard rain happens, they're like, hey, we were just kidding about that, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, like, a lot of people's opinions don't matter whatsoever, other than, like, getting resources up there. Yes. Yes. Because that actually is a big deal, right? Like, what's being built and focused on on earth Mm -hmm. is actually pretty important Mm -hmm. but you can like you said you can be like yeah he's that other guy's doing stuff we're totally doing what you asked Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) the other the other one that's really weird for me about like how people have power who the fuck are listening to the tech billionaires like when Sean is like, hey, I'd like to get in a rocket ship and go up there and just knock on the door. Like, he's not doing that on his own. He's not fueling up the rocket and, like, building his own. He has. Why are people taking money for jobs anymore? Right. This was my this was my thing. Like, you do need money to, like, buy food for the next two years. But not a ton (laughs) like you know like well but like why like why do i need money to buy food for the next two years that means that the store i'm going to i have to pay the like are they gonna arrest me if i just take the food oh yeah you're gonna throw me in jail who's gonna guard the jail you're gonna make people guard a jail when there's two years left to for everyone to live Right. This is this is another area where this is just so optimistic. Right? Cuz this is assuming that people are still working like at the grocery store. Right. Right. Like what what are we what are we giving these people? What what kind of thing can we give them as a transactionary medium that they will be like this is worth me spending the very limited number of my hours of my life? sitting at this cash register right doc dubois has grad students endlessly pouring over their code to get their like calculation better Mm -hmm. 
No. <laughs> if I have two years left to live, I'm not working super long days. I'm not with doing like no <laughs> no benefits to me. Right. The only the only up upside to that is you can find out the exact minute when everything is gonna burn up. You can be like, oh yeah, good. It's gonna be at exactly this time, which is in <laughs> ten minutes. Oh. Right. At a certain level, the precision doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Right. Like, we're not going to change our behavior if we have a two-day difference in the window. Because we're still going to doubt that that's the exact day anyway. Like, we're still going to be trying to send up rockets until the day when all the rocks start coming down. Right. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to be eating donuts every day, basically. Ooh, that's a pretty good go. The problem, Luke, and I think maybe the reason why everyone is still doing their jobs and doing things for money is because they want to be able to do that. Like, you're not going to be able to eat donuts every day if the guy that makes the donuts is like, fuck this, I'm not making donuts every day. (laughs) So, like, it's this big game of chicken, I think, that everyone is playing where they're like, okay, I'll keep doing my job, but I really want you to keep doing your job. (laughs) Not that I think about it. The I feel like the jobs that people are most likely to stay at are the jobs like, like making like frontline workers, right? Mm. Because like no one's gonna take a job as an architect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, who's gonna hire one? Yeah, everyone's gonna get a job at the donut shop just so they can like sneak extra donuts. Yeah, that would be that would be very good. I imagine there's going to be a lot of people who quit their stupid finance jobs that as modern mm-hmm. like people in the United States a lot of us have and just go do I'm a surf instructor now. Hey, mm-hmm. I instruct on how to surf now because that sounds lovely. And yeah, I don't I'll do it for like 2 bucks. That's fine. Yeah, there's going to be a really there's a big shift in our economy and I don't think it's going to really benefit the billionaire class a whole lot. So I don't I'm I just don't know why anyone cares what Sean says about getting up in a rocket and flying to space. Right. I think that that's fair. I will say I actually kind of liked Sean. I also liked Sean. <laughs> Like the, there's this big thing about how he's a he's a dick and like knows that he's a he's a dick and not very likable as a person. I kind of liked his. I mean, granted, I don't have to spend time with him, and I'm just reading about like short conversations. Uh, but he seemed entertaining to me. Yeah, he seemed entertaining in like a tamer Elon Musk kind of way. Like mm. Elon Musk is like slowly reverting from like phd student down to like middle schooler over time Mm -hmm. sean feels like he's he's more just like an adult who is in the tech industry and so is willing to just do something crazy right right but he's not gonna tweet he's not gonna tweet some stupid shit which I feel like again, right. he's he recognizes that like tweeting dumb memes is like right, like he's like a god 
to us. So like tweeting dumb memes is so far below him. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. that's where Sean's at. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's going to instead go fly in a rocket to bring back a comet to save humanity. You'll love to see it. It's kind of cool. It is, it is kind of cool. Something that's not very cool. I get at the beginning of this book, it's kind of fun that we let Dube name the seven sisters, like, inconspicuous names, like Mr. Spinny. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason why we name space stuff. Like, we name it in a way that's at least kind of cool. Because, like, otherwise we're stuck saying something that sounds just like super lame like potato head is going to destroy america right (laughs) right and it's like sure that might be true but it would sound way cooler if it was like exxon 45 Mm -hmm. is gonna destroy america right well this is this is in a context where people need a reason to take things less seriously right they name things like mr spinney so that people are not like afraid and freak out whereas again as we you know new new era you got to you got to do things to make people take take things more seriously mm-hmm. so like you got to name these guys the world destroyer 6000 right right because especially thinking about imagine if humanity does survive this and you've got to tell your kids to pass on the history like listen all right one day this this thing happened with the moon which was this other cool thing but i can't get into it right now anyway it broke up into seven pieces called kidney bean mr spinny potato head uh peach pit and and they're like dad those names are pretty lame did you come up with those (laughs) and you're telling me those destroyed the entire planet must not have been pretty cool right if if mr spinny could destroy your whole planet you guys must have sucked yeah pretty weak planet if it can be dominated by mr spinny right think of the aliens who are getting our transmissions like years later and they're like thinking of coming by and maybe helping out the inhabitants of our past planet and they hear that our planet was destroyed by kidney bean and they're like oh that hold on let me google kidney bean real quick wait that's what destroyed the planet we don't really want to go there it's gonna be lame yeah you got to think about these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think Doc really was. And this might be a hot take. I don't like Doc very much. Ooh, okay. Tell us why. Doc to me, and I could be conflating Doc with like the modern science celebrities that I'm also not super hype about. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like they have too big of an ego for the like work that they're doing like if i'm like if i'm a science communicator my job is to explain science concepts to the lay person you don't have to have a phd in astrophysics to explain astrophysics stuff to a lay person right and 
I think it's like a little, maybe it's unrealistic is my, my gripe with Doc. Because Doc is apparently like on the shortlist for a Nobel Prize. If that's true, Doc does not have time to make cool YouTube videos about heliocentric orbit. Right, right. Like Doc seems to be one of the first people to figure out the danger. He's on, he's always the like big advisor, the expert. And it's like, I know that there are people, if if you're spending so much of your time being the like celebrity, which I don't really have a problem with, but I know that there are people that are like more, have more expertise than you at this point. Right. You you haven't spent a bunch of time with the research. The Like you're not deep in the literature if you're also going on Jimmy Kimmel to talk about how cool the moon is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's fair. That's, that's my, that's my, I think my biggest gripe with Doc as a character. I think I do, I do sort of appreciate how he is like conflicted about it about like his his position and like how he doesn't really want to go to the space station i get that Mm -hmm. i also i will say that i think it's a little weird that he's gonna take an embryo up with him but he didn't even ask his kids (laughs) if they want him to take anything he was like hey i found this new hot chick that's way cooler than your mom and i'm gonna take our baby up you guys are gonna be fine down here right (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think it's just a weird dynamic there that wasn't explored i think his kids and i i don't know if he necessarily would have told his kids that he was bringing an embryo i probably wouldn't have even brought it up right yeah I, I i so i agree i in general i think that he is a likable person but i think that you're right that like being kind of inherently the time it takes for him to do his science communicator job makes him not nearly as like, well, I've already said it, but like other people know more than you. I'm sure. I mean, his job up there seems to be like as the science communicator part, but he does seem to have this confidence where he's like, yeah, I'm going to go up there and like change some things. I'm the Maybe one who can fix not. it. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Like there's 7 billion people on the world, on the earth. There's for sure one of them who is better at astrophysics than you because she's not on YouTube all the time. Right. God, can you imagine how tough it would be to want to be one of his, his grad students? <laughs> Probably getting like no guidance. <laughs> I imagine one of his grad students found out way before he did that the moon was going to rain down on Earth and kill everyone. And there's like 30 emails in his inbox that he just hasn't checked that are like, hey, I'm, I'm a little worried about these calculations. Can you can you check them? I don't know if they're right or not. Like, I'm pretty sure this code works, but this seems like a crazy result. Please respond. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to publish yeah. a paper about these results with the moon, and I really need you to read my draft. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, his his little buddy that he runs around with, um, I forget his name. It's like but Tav. He's like a tech. Yeah, 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 something like that. He's also like kind of a 
I think that says he's like grown into one of the one of the big thinkers. And he does have this idea that I think was pretty cool, which is if this all works, right? That going out into space will one day one day be like camping to us now. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was kind of neat and also sort of optimistic, like that humans are adaptable enough that just like any, I don't know, anything turns out to be like kind of cool. Yes. I also like, I thought this take was very cool too of like what is past and feels natural is, is very relative Mm -hmm. because yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting out into quote unquote nature in 10,000 years will be going up in a weird spinny boy and hanging out with like eight people for a hundred years or something. Yeah, I, I think this guy's interesting. I think it's also crazy how pessimistic Doc is about this guy being able to go up because he's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. this guy's trying to get a ticket up on there. That's why he's tweeting so much, but I don't think he's going to get it. It's like, you don't, Doc, maybe. Yeah, maybe he's just really... A- like you know trying to help out right like he could just be really into social media and you know he's only got two years he's got to fill it up right it's fun yeah it's so many likes (laughs) gotta get enjoyment somehow you're still you're still walking around wearing clothes so like you're still doing things that are fairly normal (laughs) very good point i think this was the opportunity for everybody to go nudist and we missed it unfortunately (laughs) Yeah, this, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that the 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 big uh, white sky thing probably should have wiped away all of our inhibitions on that. I'm just having now a fun time picturing the Crater Lake conference where all these world leaders get up and they start the conference by being like, "Hey, y'all, this thing is gonna happen in two years and it's gonna be pretty bad. Everyone's gonna die. Good news though, hit the music." And, you know, It's Raining Men comes on by the Weather Girls, mm-hmm. and they all strip Obviously. and are like, we don't need clothes anymore. Do you think that YOLO makes a comeback? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think in a I major so. way, because they're all, it's just like, I feel like YOLO makes a comeback as like a command. Like, if one of your friends doesn't want to do something crazy, like jump off a bridge into the river, you can be like, dude, YOLO. Seriously. And they're like, oh, you are right. Okay. <laughs> it's got weight to it now. It does. It definitely does. It has, like, real meaning. I just, there's going to be so many, like, drugs done. Just, like, wild things happening. <laughs> They do mention that it's like a it's like a high point for recreational sex on the planet, mm-hmm. which, of, of course, makes sense. But, yeah, people have got to be just going absolutely nuts down there when they're not building rockets. They are going hog wild. It's like the whole planet has turned into Burning Man. I feel like I feel like there's half of the people that are have turned it into Burning Man and the other half are like, well, this is my excuse to just play video games all day. 
This is so true. They order like three pizzas a week because they're like, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to go to the gym. Why? I've got one like, swimsuit season left. I'm not left. worried about having heart problems in 20 years. I'm going to eat as much bacon as I want. I've never tried a cigarette before, but you know what? I hear good things about those. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've Think got how cool you could look. I've got two years. I'm going to look so cool. <laughs> leather, leather jacket, cigarette, Riding some a motorcycle, no helmet. Motorcycle. It's great. Obviously obviously no helmet <laughs> i don't know i think there's a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. oh yeah speaking of okay. kind of missed opportunities i think i think at a certain point if a problem becomes so hard then like everyone should just be like yeah it's not really worth it what i mean by that is eventually everyone's gonna die like eventually there will be an end to the human to humans. Eventually that's going to happen. And if it's like so hard to send everybody to space just to maybe keep it going for a few years like come on. At a certain point we got to say it's a little too hard. And so I think we missed an opportunity here by being all in on the space thing. And the opportunity is what if we just didn't tell a country? Ooh. Like, what if everybody got together and was like, hey, let's not tell the United States that this is going to happen and let's just fuck with them. <laughs> and then at least everybody's laughing, right? Everybody's like, holy shit, did you hear what the U.S. did today? <laughs> oh, they're going to war again. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> they passed the Green New Deal. We don't have to worry about that anymore. You idiots. And yeah, we've told them that uh, China has switched to a completely green economy and they're behind. But really, we're burning all the coal we've got left. <laughs> that would be fun. That'd be a ton of fun. Um, is that what you is that the biggest one? Or do you like I feel like you tell you don't tell more than one and try to do some like little nonsense and see what they eat. Get okay, up. so you so you're saying you leave two countries out of the loop and then you do like right, a, right, two countries out of the loop and then see if they can figure it out together. No, 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 no. I cuz I think what you do is you do kind of like a Truman show where like nothing matters. Everyone on earth recognizes that nothing really matters anymore, so they're willing to like go all in for the bit. Right? So for example, like like uh again, we're going to use North Korea as an example. Uh, China's like, hey, North Korea, launch a nuke. Just launch one. Just let's see what the U.S. does. I'm curious. They keep talking about what they might do. I want to see it. And everyone's like, cool with it. But everyone puts on a show like, oh, man, I can't believe they did that. U.S., what are you going to do? Or if they're like, or if they're like, hey, Mexico, just like we'll send you a bunch of, of resources and Make sure that anybody who's trying to cross the border, like, doesn't. Like, they can just have whatever they want in Mexico and see what the U.S. does. <laughs> Man, that would be that would be wild. I think, I think that there's a ton of little fun things that you can do. Mm. Like, just all of a sudden, every country is like, yeah, it's now mandatory to um, wear Crocs. You have to wear Crocs now. 
Every country does it. <laughs> right. And you have like you have like the news reports in America are like, has every country gone insane? Because it would literally be the US would be like, why did everyone mandate Crocs all of a sudden? And why is everybody acting like this is a completely normal thing to do? Right. Right. There's so many. You can do anything. You can, you do, can anything. do anything. It could be wild. <laughs> it could be so funny to just watch news reports coming out of the U.S. that are like, today, uh, every government in the world decided Crocs were mandatory uniform. Uh, <laughs> what? Should we do it? And then a bill gets introduced to Congress. It's like, <laughs> that would be the funniest thing is to see if you could pressure the U.S. into doing it. Just, like, see right. how far you could take it. Like, is there a bill in Congress the next day that's, like, the U.S. now? Everyone needs to <laughs> mandate. Every, there's a mandate that everyone needs to wear Crocs. And you're like, they're not doing it for any reason. It's made up. Yeah, yeah. I think that this is this is true. This is a very big missed opportunity. Um, for, uh, listeners, if you've got any any fun things... Any fun little little world pranks that we could play. The other good thing about this is that you're going out in a blaze of glory, right? <laughs> yeah. In in a manner of speaking, and then the aliens come down, right? A few little while later, like these. This is fucking hilarious. They knew how to fucking Love these party. Guys. We're gonna make a. The Earth is now a monument to the funniest uh, species of all time. <laughs> right. They show up like. Hundreds of years later, and they're like, hey, we just got YouTube here, and this is hilarious, guys. Can we talk? Oh. Oh, shoot. Forgot you guys would be, would be dead by the time we got here. Right, right. But worth it. But man, we're going to put up a plaque on this planet, and, and people are going to know what happened here. Because it was epic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, you know, Neil Stevenson wanted to write a book about people that went to space. And so that's where we are right now. We've got a bunch it's, of people in space. Yeah. A lot of people in space. So many. <laughs> yeah, hopefully a few more. Uh, and and mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see how long they last, Luke. But but what I know for sure is that we're all guaranteed that this space station is going to be full to the brim of hot takes and we'll be down on earth being dumb nerds 